Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Shakima Peoples, with the family of a dozen in one podcast. What a beautiful day this Thursday is in the Lord. Thank you all for tuning in to our podcast, Family of a Dozen in One. But we would also like for you to check out our Facebook page. It is also called The Family of a Dozen in One. There you can watch videos and see pictures of our family. Here on this podcast is where we would like to share Jesus in our past and current experiences. Let you in on our everyday happily married life. That's right. I said happily married with 10 children and one on the way under one roof. But today we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of behavioral health. Again, I'm only going to touch this subject just a little bit because my husband is not here. He is currently working and I know that he would love to touch this subject and um, give some more input. Um, But let's start with you. Let's start with you. Do you have a child that may have behavioral issues? What age? Age one to five, five to 10, 10 to 12, 12 to 18, 18 to 21. What may your child be struggling with? And we all know that on this, on in those age groups, there's something different that they each may be battling, right? Because one to five, they're still learning everything. But from 18 to 21, they kind of got a good notion of what's right and wrong, right? So on what level may your child be struggling? Could it just be at home? Could it just be at school? Could it be both? Um, take some time and think about it. But I'm going to share my experience with behavioral health. For starters, what I've seen is there's less compassion for a child who may be considered showing off, showing out, acting up, not listening. Right? A lot of the times we or the world can view it as they're being bad you know, bad behavior, they're doing it on purpose, they know right from wrong, you know. But I'm not saying that the child should have a victim, you know, mentality casted upon them. But what I am saying is that could it just be deeper? Could it be deeper? Could it be that that child is not just showing off, acting out, and um, being disobedient on purpose. Could it really be a generational curse? Could it really be that that child needs deep prayer? Could it really be that we missed it somewhere as parents? That's a question that we all have to ask ourselves. And I know me personally, I didn't want to hear any of that. Pray? Okay, yeah, I've been doing that. Taking things away? I did that too. Oh, did you say patience and grace? I've done that numerous times too. Nothing seems to work. 
Well, I'm here to tell you, friend, that prayer does work when it is not contingent on us. It is only when God steps in and it is only when God changes the situation. That might sound so cliche, right? Probably could have figured that out yourself. But it's true. It really is true. We have to really fast for this for this or these child if it's more than one, these children if it's more than one. And we really have to seek God on this. You know, it is very hard because I know for myself I have responded out of anger. I have responded out of, I do not want to repeat the same thing. I'm sick of repeating the same thing. Boy, you know what I'm going to say before I say it. It's like a broken record. But the truth of it is, in our experience, this child was really, really, really going through something that was deep. And when you take the time out to listen, it, it would really have the potential to break your heart. You know, make you cry, really make you cry. Because sometimes when you speak to children and you ask them, you know, like, what's wrong? And they really get to the point they want to talk about it. It might sound so small to us, like, oh, my goodness, you know, this is not your fault. It shouldn't even be a worry of yours. You mean to tell me that this is what's been on your mind? You know, and that's why you're acting out because you're frustrated because you can't fix it or, you know, whatever it is. And it makes you think as an adult, like, we know how to brush things off and say, oh, not my portion, not my problem. I'm gonna have to let that one go. For them, they don't always do that. They hold on to things and they're trying to figure it out and they're trying to fix it and they're trying to figure out, hey, you know, how come this this one thing won't work out? Whether it's two parents that split, whether it's siblings that they miss that do not live in their household, whether it's um, continuous negativity that they've heard about themselves, you know, they hear a lot. Why do you keep doing the same thing? You keep doing the same thing. I told you to stop. You won't listen. You know, they hear that. You won't listen. You won't listen. Well, you're going to be on punishment. You're going to, you know, some of that repetition, it really does do a lot to their minds. And even, even if we say it, you know, in a heartfelt way, it still could be a negative outlook on them, you know, and it, to me, it just was mind blowing when I got a chance to speak to my son and the things that he mentioned that bothered him, I was like, are you serious? And I knew it wasn't, you know, the victim mentality, you know, trying to get over on me, trying to make me feel bad. It wasn't that. It was the truth. And I had to accept it. Okay, so now that we're here, which there was a lot of unpacking, it wasn't just that one conversation and he was better. There was a lot of unpacking on we spoke about in the last segments. You heard it. Me and this child's father did not work. So if you want to then talk about past relationships, I mean, there's a lot of layers and levels and things that it's just like, whoa, God, I wish, I so wish that for the beginning, I just followed your plan and did exactly what you wanted. 
because I did not follow God's perfect plan. This is my testimony and, you know, my view. Everyone else has different situations, you know, and how things came about. But for me, God, I did not follow your perfect plan when it came to childbirth, when it came to childbearing and all these things, not knowing that I could potentially be putting a curse on my children. Seriously, born out of wedlock. That is a sin. What follows after that? Hey, it's a chance that I'm not willing to take ever again. I'll tell you that much. And and anyone else who might be thinking about it, I don't mind having a conversation with them saying, just wait, just wait on the Lord. Because God designed these things perfectly for a reason, you know? And not to say that when you are married and you have children that everything is just, you know, so peachy. That's a lie from hell. But you are covered. You are very much covered. And so are your children when we follow what God has for us. So like I was saying, now now there could have been some um, generational curses that's opened up here now. There's now other things that's put upon him, such as rejection. Father's not there. Mother doesn't want to be with father. Mother has every intention on taking care of this child, doing right. But really, this child can very well be suffering. If you listen to our last podcast, what was most of my crying about? I wanted to be with my mother. I wanted to be with my mother. Guess what? I acted out. Sound familiar? You know, I had to really put myself in a position to say, yes, yeah, two different situations, but the feeling doesn't change. No matter how much you try to explain to that child that this is better, this is a better way, this is, it's something that is in us that yearns for our biological parents. All right, moving along. What about the children who did grow up in a two-parent home? They were born that way. And, you know, they do have both parents. That might not be their um, testimony. That, that might not be their issue. But there is an issue. There is. Because remember, none of us are just born without an issue. None of us are born without a void. There's something that each and every one of us is missing. And it's so crazy, right? That you could have a four-year-old or five-year-old and it's like, what is going on here? I don't know what else to do. But I'll revert back to the same thing. Talking to them. Sometimes you don't want to talk. You're like, I didn't talk. I'm tired of talking. Well, if they can read, write it down. (laughs) I'm serious. That's what I did. At some point, that was very much therapeutic. Me and my son would write notes back and forth. That's still our thing. We love writing notes. We have a notebook that we write things in, we share, and nobody else can read it unless we say. Really, unless he says. But, um, and I don't think he's ever said. So, (laughs) 
So it's really just been between me and him. And it's a beautiful thing. It really is. So, okay, so there's one option. You can write notes. Maybe you're tired of talking, but you can write notes to each other, right? Draw little hearts on it. You know, for me, it just, I get to really express how much I really love you and how much I really care for you, you know? And I would read his notes back and tears would just fall from my eyes. Like, just give me a hug. I know. I know. Just give me a hug. And a lot of the times... I really didn't know. I had no clue. Like, what in the world is going on? I don't know what's going on. Just like you don't know what's going on, I don't know what's going on. But I'm trying my best to help you understand what's going on so we can help you better and we can, you know, really fix this situation. So, okay. So, notes work. Talking. Of course, if they're a certain age. Talking, talking, talking. Consistent love, you know. Um... when When we really, truly believe that they deserve punishment, we can still give. That brings so much joy to the Lord, you know? I'm not saying that we let them take advantage. I'm not saying that we just become a pushover. I'm just saying that doing the opposite of those times that you feel angry and you feel like you need to get out right now. Hey, let's, you know, I'm I'm really, it's okay to express. Hey, I'm really upset. You know, I really do not like that behavior. I'm really at like my wit's end, but you know what? I love you. And I'm not going to cast you out. And I'm not going to take this thing away from you. Because I love you. And because I'm going to give you grace. And I'm going to believe God that you're gonna that your behavior is going to be better. That you are going to respect me. Now we're talking about little children here on that topic. Um, so we talked about writing notes, talking constantly talking um it's very therapeutic for them even if they don't want to talk about what the issue is they talk about their day you know might be a lot of things that you can piece together with that could be bullying at school that's why they act out could be feeling like they don't feel accepted at school that's why they act out and um elementary school is not exempt i don't care if they're in preschool some of those kids are mean so that's just something else I wanted to add in. Um, continuous hugs, you know. I know for me, that has been a challenge because, like I said, the natural reaction is, oh my goodness, you're not listening. Please, I need a minute. But I've really, really, really gained that. No, come here. Come here. Okay, come here. Give me a, I don't know what's going on here. Come here. Do you do that? Do you hug your children a lot? Past four years old? That's a question. And it makes all the difference. It really does. It really does. Um, so going past um, the ages of five, ten... 13, well, I'm only at 15. (laughs) My oldest is 15. So um, I know that there are a widespread of things that could be, you know, the root of the issue. But the point here is that there are ways of unpacking the issue and 
the goals and things that you have set for your child and that you want to see, it's possible for that. It's not too late. If every day you and that child wake up or children wake up, there is another day. So there's therapists that's available. Of course, we're always going to preach Jesus. Open that Bible, read together. If you don't have a history of reading, start. Read to them, read over them, read over your household, you know, um, pray, like continuously praying, prayer, 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 because it does work. So if nothing else, Jesus first. And outside of that, as the extra cushion, therapy is awesome. It is. It has been such a blessing to our family. There, they're not judged. There, they don't even know this person. They don't feel like, you know, I can't say this or say that because it might hurt their feelings. I have to be cautious. No, they just talk. And the beauty of it is at the end, you get a report. So you'll always know, you know, what what was discussed. Um, I always gave them that time alone, not sitting in there. Um, because I I just, I know that it works out better if, if I'm not sitting there, if my husband's not sitting there. They get to be who they are. They get to go to the library or just um, go out for the day with a therapist, you know, and they're just really being able to speak about what it is that's bothering them. Like I said, whether it's big or whether it's small, it's important. I know that for my children, the number one thing they want is time. That has got to be the most hardest thing in my life. (laughs) It's time. I'm serious. But that's their love language. Their love language is attention. Each and every last one of them is attention. Now, some have multiple love languages. I'm just scratching my head on that one. But for the most part, it's time. And when you have multiple children, that is very hard to do. Look, I'm I'm so prone to do inclusive thing. But the truth of it is they really do need that individual. I'm important. You know, especially oh, we're not gonna talk about the oldest. But especially the oldest. I'm important. You know, I'm here. It's all about me for these 20 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes, if you got five minutes, that makes them happy too. That's the truth of it. And we have to really be real with ourselves and say, sometimes it takes more than just a pickup from school, which is our everyday routine from school home. Sometimes it really takes that, let's walk down the street. Sometimes it takes that, hey, let's go in my room just alone. Let's have a little ice cream. Everybody's out there doing whatever. Let's have some ice cream. It's up to you to figure out what works for your family. Like I said, you can always pray about it. Ask God, hey, what is the best? Ask them, what do you like to do? What do you want to do? What would you, you know, what, what's fun for you? Okay. Don't worry about expenses. There's always a way to do it inexpensively. Time is very expensive. So that in itself, if you can do that for your child, wow, you just made a break and whatever might be hindering them mentally. I would also like to add that we noticed 
children with mental health, and when I say mental health, I, that's a wide spectrum. So that's why I just, you know, said mental health. But we'll go into details on what kinds of mental health and what kinds of um, issues and, you know, disabilities uh, cause and attribute certain things. We'll go into that in the next one. But I want to say as a whole, children that have behavioral issues, right? Do not always receive the same compassion as a child who has a blood disorder. How do I know that? Because I'm a mother of children who have behavioral issues. And I'm also a mother of a child who has blood disease. A blood disorder. So what you see is, like I mentioned before, short patients in the facilities. Oh, they don't have any patients. Um, it's almost like they're icky. Um, you know, something's wrong with them. Um, they want to do what they want to do. I sound like I'm talking to myself. That's some of the things that they would say. I would kind of like giggle a little bit. But as I started to grow in Christ and pray about these situations and deal with these situations, I would giggle because I'm thinking, Dad, that sounds just like me. But then I would say, but that's not true. It's not true. Some of it, yes, but that's not the root. That's just what they're doing on the surface, right? So they would say things, you know, the workers, um, you can just tell there was no compassion for the families of, hey, you know, are you okay? You know, what can we do to be more supportive? You know, this is what we've seen, but this is what we've been working out. It's just like, yeah, okay, <laughs> he gonna get his stuff if he get it, we'll let you know. What? All right, all right. Like, and that that just, I really had to catch myself a couple of times because at the end of the day, that's my son. Like, I had to catch myself, you know? And I'm pretty sure you as a mother, you too would be like, where are we? Like, is this not a human being? But they all get grafted together as, you know... Fortunately, my son has two parents that cared and loved and was on top of everything. But you got to be understanding that there's a lot of children that didn't have that. So they all get grafted together. This one really might be in foster care or, you know, group home or whatever. So they just view them all as, hey, you just, this is just what you are. If you want to change, then you'll change. But then you, you walk over to the... peaceful and um you got the calm music playing you already got the spirit of oh you just feel so bad for them just they can't help themselves you cry before you even get down the hallway there's a spirit there that says they can't help themselves they're just babies or this blood disorder um this blood disorder is not their fault they didn't bring that upon themselves Really? Wow, that sounds a lot like this behavioral disorder that we were just talking about. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. I don't know. A hundred. I get that there is 
years, um, when I was counting, I'm sorry, that's years. I was counting like years old. Like, okay, even at that time, did that person bring those behavioral disorders upon themselves? We're not talking about drugs and things that attribute to it, like alcohol and stuff like that. And, you know, we're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about literally a mental disorder. Did that person bring that upon themselves? Did they? Or could it be spiritual? And that's that's just the, the like tip of the iceberg. We're not talking about people who, you know, are functioning now. They have the they know the difference between taking their medication and not, and they decide not to. We're not talking about that. I'm just talking about just the tip of the iceberg. You go to one facility, you just walk in, there's a heavy spirit of we need to pray. Because something ain't right in this place. Then you go to another facility and it's like, oh my gosh, are they okay? Well, why don't we have the same attitude for this, for these young teens? Does anybody care if they're okay? They're clearly not. A lot of them here is because they just commit, almost committed suicide. So why aren't we crying and feeling for them? And their reasons for wanting to commit suicide is like, yo, what? It's not because something detrimental happened to them. It's not because, you know, of anything that we would proclaim to be really crazy. What it is, is mental battles. They're having literal mental battles. They don't count. They're not worth nothing. They can't ever make anybody happy. They're not accepted. And they're able to voice that right? But then you have the little baby children over here in the facility. And, you know, they, they do look very much sick, you know, and we're not going to gate the fact that there's procedures and things that have to absolutely be done. Okay. But my point here is why is one catered to and the other one not? They're both a sickness. So, Hey, love you guys. We're going to catch up on this on the next podcast where my husband gets to inject some other points here. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. We very much appreciate you. Please leave voice messages. We want to hear it. We want to hear your input. You know, let us know how old your child is, if you don't mind, you know, what you're experiencing. Let us actually pick up on these topics to be more relatable. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Family of a dozen in one. Have a blessed day. Bye.